a uh, NCAA tournament guy? Nope. Not at all? No. My, uh, this is how little I am. I was out doing yard work yesterday, and my eight-year-old son comes running out, and he's like, Dad, Dad, Xavier's just about to beat uh, uh, Pittsburgh. And I was like, what? What are you, what are you talking Spanish, about? Boy? What are you talking about? He goes, yeah, it's March Madness, Dad. I'm watching all the games. I was like, huh. Yeah. I just thought you were avoiding doing yard work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a, an NCAA tournament this weekend. Apparently. And I'm like you. I'm not. I had it on as background noise for a little bit this weekend, but yeah. I didn't watch a single minute all year, and I've probably watched 15 minutes of the tournament, mm -hmm. but I've kind of kept up with it. Just I'm to the point, I'm going to be honest with on. you, and this, I don't know. If they're talking about it on like sports radio, I'll change the channel. Yeah, it's not that I, I don't like it. It's just like I, it doesn't relate to me. So yeah. it would be like. So you've never been a basketball. Not a huge fan. basketball tournament. Yeah. I mean, I'll go to like NBA games if there's like an inviter. Or, like we get tickets, take take the kids. Like yeah, you're super rich and you just go yeah. sit courtside. I, I prefer watching um, six and eight year olds play basketball. <laughs> it's uh, it's just better skill, just better overall yeah. enjoyment. So, yeah. well, it's been a pretty good tournament. Uh, not that you care, but a lot of underdogs have won this year. I, I heard my, again. My eight year old told me that Kansas State beat Kentucky. Yeah, um, I'm yeah. assuming just historical. Um, historical yeah, not judgment. really what you think. I don't know. What, yeah, it, was really Kentucky what highly ranked? Uh, Kansas State was actually the higher ranked oh. this year. So. Uh -huh. But the big upset, only second time in history this ever happened, a 16-seat beat a one. Um, who was that? Who was the 16-seat, David, that beat Purdue? Fairleigh Dickinson, which I didn't even never, never heard who? of. It's, it's a school called What's Fairleigh his, Dickinson. What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently the school's like 2,000 kids. Oh, wow. The whole school. And they showed like a, a, um, a comparison, Purdue's basketball gym versus Fairleigh Dickinson. Dickinson's looks like a middle school gym, literally. Oh, and Purdue's yeah. is like 20,000. Yep. And so, yeah, they, they beat, and then they got beat the second round. But, yeah, that's, uh, I'm with you, though. It's like everybody in the world cares about it that, yeah. that isn't a sports fan, but I'm just like, yeah. Whatever. And I think, you know, obviously with the, with the world of sports betting, too, like there's oh gosh, so many things that you can bet on now. Huge. Like it's endless. So I, I could imagine that this is a great time. Yeah. I just, that's, I, mean, I forget the number. They said there was like, because the tournament starts on a Thursday, last Thursday, and a Friday. So that's two days of work day, mm -hmm. work days. And it's something like, it's either 17 or $170 billion of lost revenue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they I believe it. that number. I believe but, it. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, no. I mean, I was in the office on Friday. You weren't. No, no big deal. I was, you know. Grinding. Are you sure? Because I was there. Yes, you're just, yeah, so, I was there. I was on there. Friday? Yeah, and I saw you. So you and Clint. Yeah, right, you were. Okay, yeah. so, well, wow. after, in the afternoon, it was like, Late there were afternoon, like three yes. of us there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so no, nobody no. was working. No, no, right no. After yeah, I was actually Except like, for me, because I work hard. I was out, like, meeting with clients and stuff like that. Oh, like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I was not. So you don't make money while you're in the office. Because <laughs> I guess Friday was St. Patty's Day, too, so. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see how productivity would be lost, for sure. So then you're, if you're not, go ahead. Go ahead, no, go ahead. I'll say, if you're not an NCAA tournament fan, are you a World Baseball Classic fan? The the World Cup for baseball? Mm. Did you I not know that no, was I going on? I didn't know that was a thing. Dude, Team USA. That's a, that's a thing? By the time this airs, Team USA will have either been the champion or lost in the championship game. They're that's, going to the championship game. Come they play, on. They play tomorrow night, Tuesday night. So do, is it like the Olympics where they'll bring a bunch of pros and do that? Oh, like, yeah. Because they're in spring oh, training yeah. right now. Yeah. So All they the, get excused to not go every, to them? Now, it's not every single, you know, of their best mm -hmm. say yes. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of our top players, American-born players are playing. Okay. And so yeah, we won. Uh, they won last night, which was Sunday night. Mm -hmm. 
uh, beat Cuba, crushed them, and now they go in the championship. They either play mm-hmm. uh, Japan or, and again, this is all going to be all done by yeah. the time this comes out, but yeah. either Japan or uh, Mexico. And we already lost to Mexico. Yeah. So. And Japan's good too. Yeah. So we'll see. My prediction at the end of this is USA will be your world baseball class. There you champs. go. All right. We won the last one, 2017. Right. Okay. So it's funny. My six-year-old was a newborn mm-hmm. during the last one, and I can remember feeding him a bottle, watching the world, because it was like it's a weird, did, weird did time six night. years? Uh, so it's it a weird, like they did like 06, 09, like 12, so 16. It's whenever kinda, we can round up the boys. Whenever yeah, <laughs> we can get enough people to say yes. Uh, and then the next one's in 2026, so it's like three years from now, so I don't know what the schedule is. Okay. Um, but anyway, yeah, the last one, my, my six year old was a newborn and I remember sitting there watching with them and he was just like locked in mm. as a six month old watching baseball and now he loves it. So we're like it sitting there watching. When is night. the, when is the final? Uh, it'll been, it's been, so it's Tuesday night, tomorrow this night, tomorrow night as we're recording, recording, this, recording. Okay. two days ago. Okay. It goes live. All right. So nice. there's the champs. Congratulations, US. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> big, big world, <laughs> world baseball classic. So. Well, uh, I guess we diverge. No, sp- speaking of champs, though, you didn't ask me about my uh, my St. Patty's Day uh, run. I didn't know about your St. Patty's. Oh, Day just run. like I didn't know about the World <laughs> Baseball Classic. We talked about it, but you don't know about the St. Pat- <laughs> All right, so I'll bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> this is the ultimate fish for a compliment. Uh, I mean, just <laughs> what are we talking about here? I mean, so uh, City of Salina they do a St. Patty's Day run downtown. Mm-hmm. And as you can imagine, like a run, run, it's a run, run. Yeah. Okay. So the St. Patty's day okay. run. Um, and so what it is, is a team of four and you run a mile between your team. So it's 400 meters each. Okay. Uh, but you chug a beer. So a mile relay. Yeah. A mile relay, but you chug a beer before oh, you run your nice. 400. So it's back and forth. Uh, so we put together a little squad and I just, you know, I was like, all right. So you, before you can take off running, you have to chug a whole you beer. You have to chug a whole 12 okay. ounce beer. Yep. Yep. Green How beer. was that? Uh, it went well. Did you yak it everywhere? Nope. Nope. And nobody did, surprisingly. Just one Um, beer, I guess. Yeah, but, but, I mean, that first 50 to 100 meters. Not good. There's some bubbly guts going. (laughs) You got got to burp it out. Uh, But you know what? And and it was, it was pretty cool because our, I think the average age on our team was probably 40, probably 42. We had a 50 year old. We had a 42 year old. We had myself, 38. And then we had uh, one guy that was like 32. Mm-hmm. So, um, and y'all got the dub, got the dub and we got challenged. So this was like the CrossFit CrossFit guys, um, uh, that it was really kind of our gym and, uh, the Solana running club called us out mm. and they were y'all like, beat the running club, the running club. Wow. Yeah. Of course. That's they had, embarrassing. They had a bunch of excuses on the backside of it. Like, yeah, well, I mean, you guys do fast workouts and you know, we're just, we could just go forever. It's called the like, running club. Yeah, you run. A running this is literally a run. <laughs> That's embarrassing. But it was it was fun though. And, you know, uh it was it was intense. It was the fastest that I've like actually like ran like in a long time, like really opening really? up. Oh yeah. What'd you run it in? Uh so we ran it as a team in uh what do we run it in? Four oh no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Five oh seven. Moving, yeah. So five oh seven. Your leg? As a team, you know? did, they, uh, did they do individual lap times? They, I know. I was hoping for. Yeah. I was hoping for laps, like, like the thirty-one seconds. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Super fast. Um, I, I mean, it was, it was funny. One of the guys was super nervous about the drinking part. He could run. Yeah, all that's day what. Long. That's what would get me. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and he he did good. He ran it 
with his mouth full because he couldn't drink it all. <laughs> so he literally ran a 400 meter with his mouth full of beer. Wow. But yeah, it was fun, man. Uh, so champs. So, uh, I mean. No big deal. No Do you get a medal or whatever? Uh, we got a gift card for uh, a little, little Mexican restaurant. Shout out Salina. to Chili's. Yeah. I mean, Papagayos, appreciate y'all. Hey, that's not a bad place. Let's actually. go. It is yeah. good. Yeah, it, is it is a good, good place. So anyways, that was, that was my weekend. It was fun. Yeah. It was really fun. Then we got crushed in flag football. But uh, other than that, we're good. We're doing flag football right now? Yeah, a little spring league. Yeah, oh, the dude. boys. Yeah, it's uh, Give your kid a break. No, 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 no. He's <laughs> going to be this? highly specialized. What is this, like year, year round? round? Year, year round, and then when he's not in season, he's getting personal training. Gosh. And we're working out five days a week. Yeah. Yeah, what, what is your stance on – I think we talked about this. What yeah. is your stance on – I've got a friend, and, and I don't – I'm torn. His no, six no, year, no, no, don't sugarcoat it. Say, his say his six-year-old's doing year-round soccer. Too much. And it's not – he said they don't really do tournaments. It's mostly just like a game at a time. Huh. But they practice two nights a week. So it's not as crazy as some. Sounds pretty crazy for but a But two nights a week and then like a game like, you know, every weekend. My twins are six. Yeah. Can you imagine my, Rocco yeah. doing soccer and year-round and – that's what I their think. games every weekend. Yeah, that, that's that. Well, that was my concern. Is okay when they're when they're thirteen. Cooper doing are they the going to hate? Yeah, are they going to hate it? It's too much. I, my stance is kids need to be kids. They need to parents. We need to create space for our kids to be kids. Yeah, we talk about it in multiple different different um, conversations about allowing space for creativity, allowing them to go be bored and figure out how to how to yeah. have fun on their own. If you're constantly filling their schedule with stuff, uh, it's honestly I to I see a lot of downside later on in life. Yeah, and I, you know they may love it right now. They may, but when it becomes a job at yeah. six, eight, ten, twelve years old, it's really hard. And I tell I tell the flag football team that I that I coach in fall, and then I'm just I'm helping out on this season, but. It's like, guys, this has got to be fun. Like, we're not going to wear you out. Like, this this sport and all sports are too hard if you don't love it. Yeah. And so the goal is, and especially, like, in Texas, right, the goal is, unless you play baseball or soccer, which I get, the goal is is when you're in high school, that's when you peak. You don't peak at 12. You don't peak at 13. Right. You peak at 18 so that you have an opportunity to get an education, to go to school, go have an experience that's unlike any other. So to me, I, I any parent that wants their kid to specialize before they're like 15 or 16, I think like later in high school, okay, look, pick your sport, do it. I'm okay with that. But one, you're now training in a way that is limiting their movements. It's limiting their reactions. It's limiting their coordination because you're just doing sport-specific movements at that time. Mm. So you're creating a, a lesser athlete by doing yeah. that. Yeah, I'm with you on the specialization for sure and, and only focusing on one. Mm -hmm. It sounds like, though, because his son does other sports still, too. So it's a yeah. flexible enough schedule. So, But that's still, yeah. that, that's where I'm still caught is because my, my six-year-old, I think, could handle it. He, he's intense enough and he likes it enough to mm -hmm. that I think he could handle two nights a week and then a, and then a game. Uh, I just worry about, you know, by the time he's nine, I don't want to crush his – you know, love for the game. Hundred percent. He's nine because he's been doing this for three years, or even like just love for competing. Yeah. Sorry. Very good. Um, because I, I mean, I've seen kids that they've got. Yeah, they're doing multiple sports, but they've got like flag football, then they got baseball, then they got soccer, mm -hmm. and then they got 
jujitsu, and then they get like when you when you are completely filling their schedule, um, you're just I think you're taking away from just their mental development, from their decision making ability. There's just a I think a lot of negatives that come with yeah. just like overloading them with like performing. Yeah, no, it's actually funny you say that because we're going through that with with him right now, which is anytime there's downtime, he's not good with downtime. No, at all. I get it. Because he goes to school all day, every single hour is accounted for. He comes home. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got some sort of activity planned for him. So yep. when there's nothing nothing on the schedule, he's yeah. not great with. Yeah, see, so my to your point, that he's not he's not very creative with how to how to fill his time Yeah, and when there's nothing scheduled. My son Rocco is kind of the same deal. And so he, I think he's got levels of, like, ADD. Because he literally, it's like, go, 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 go all the time. Yeah. And maybe that's just boys in that age. Um, but it's like, if there's nothing to do, like he's off the walls, like, and he's yeah. Digging into stuff that's like, okay, look, let's make better decisions, buddy. But he's like bored when he's bored. He can't go like productively. Um, he can't go productively spend his time doing something that like is, you know, fun or creative mm-hmm. or something like he, he just wants attention. Yeah. That's funny you say that. Cause like summertime's coming. So yeah. no school. And so the the temptation for my wife and I is to make a schedule for the day yeah. and like have every hour, yeah, because that helps us out, right? If we yeah. know what's coming, and we know. But, but maybe, point, schedule maybe scheduling, free time. yeah, schedule maybe scheduling two hours yeah. of hey, you know, you be creative, you do what you well, and especially we kind of introduce that with like art, you know, yeah. you got to go draw or, or yeah. you know, have that type of creative time, yeah. But, but even with y'all going to have a newborn this summer, yeah, like you're going to need to not have everything scheduled right. and That's planned out and, and all that. Like they've got to be able to like play together yeah, um, and entertain point. each other. Yeah, we're T minus one week from Come on. third baby. That's insane, dude. Yeah. I just feel like it was the yesterday when you, were, were, yeah. when, when you were telling me that y'all are pregnant. Yeah, like it literally feels like months. it was yesterday. That's about flown. Yeah. Flown. Crazy. So, yeah. So pray for me out there, everybody listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to, because I'm not 29 anymore when I had my first one. And so this one's crazy. Yeah. I'm 35 now. That's an old body trying to wake up in the middle of the night. And anyway, uh, before we go any further, I do want to yeah. thank our partners. Speaking of sleep, uh, first and foremost, sleep number. We're about to put the sleep number 360 smart bed to test uh, with, with our sleeping patterns. And that's the great thing about these beds is, you know, we're not going to be getting the quantity of sleep here in the next few months. Yeah. So it's paramount that we get quality sleep. Right. And that's what they're doing, obviously, with their technology. What I love is, you know, you're laying it on your back, and then you flip over to your side, and the bed automatically adjusts oh, and contours. Dude, when that compressor yeah, hits, you like, hear that little yeah. sound? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it's it's literally, I mean, it's the smartest bed on the market. So go check yourself out as sleep number 360 smart bed, uh, either in person. I would recommend yeah. in person. It's a VIP experience. You walk yep. in, they treat you like you're, you know, they, they find the your score. They find, yep. or not your score, find your sleep number, your sleep number setting, but they'll literally, they, they have, it's such a scientific approach to how they gauge on, okay, what bed is right for you? What do you need? Mm-hmm. What accessories? I mean, they have a cooling bed that's being released this year. I mean, there's all sorts. So if you sleep hot, like yep. you don't have, they normally, they have this like cocoon thing that like it's got a vent. Well, now it's going to be built into the bed. I mean, there's just so much that they do. Awesome. The other thing that's really cool is we just ordered a bunch of accessories for our bed. Like, too. Yeah. like the bed itself, like is phenomenal, but even the pillows and mm-hmm. sheets and all that stuff, mm-hmm. like I, we, we made an attempt at pillows on the first one. I'm like, oh, I've always slept with body pillows. And 
honestly, I realized I don't like body pillows and neither does my wife because it literally I'll roll over and it'll flop on her face like this big old <laughs> pillow. She's like, I hate this pillow. It's super comfortable. But they have these contoured pillows. They have all sorts of things that really also aid in the overall sleep right. performance process. And so, again, it's it. not only is it incredible beds, are you getting a, a scientific approach to it, and you have data that you can actually, like, coach yourself, um, but also just the accessories are great, too. Yeah, that's awesome. So go to check out sleepnumber.com or Sleep Number Store near you. Mm -hmm. And then also our partner... Choctaw Casinos. Yeah, I got a I got a text uh, over the weekend. A buddy of mine, uh, he and his wife went on a little getaway and went mm -hmm. saw Chris Stapleton. Oh, no big deal at at Choctaw. At Choctaw, wow, no that big was, deal. Must have been a show. Yeah. So and you know raving about their experience there. The hotel rooms were unbelievable. It's the new hotel that they've added. Um, had, they went and had dinner, an incredible concert, uh, and he's like, it's just great people up there. Yes. Absolutely. So, so just, it's easy getaway. Yep. Weather's starting to well, weather starting to turn. Was, it was yeah. here in Dallas, and then it got really cold later this, this week. Yeah, it'll, but, it'll turn. You know, summer, springs coming up. Pool time. They got resort style pool, swim up bars. It's awesome. That's right. Go Guess check it so out. Go check it out. Short drive up seventy five. Uh, okay, moving on. Um, have you been keeping up with? You know, we're in the business world. Have you been keeping up with this bank collapse story yeah. at all? Yeah, a little bit. A, has that? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Has because, that reached your desk? Uh -huh. So I was in Montana last week with a buddy who is in the financial sector. And mm. so it had just... Out in California, right? Uh, he's in Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, he's originally from California. But, um, but uh, you know, it was interesting hearing it from his perspective on the impact that it's going to make. And then, you know, I've got a couple banking clients that um, smaller regional banks and the impact that it's initially made and i think now the dust is starting to settle a little mm -hmm. bit on okay really what's going on with it what was it um you know is this the sign of the banking system failing is there is there more to come and you know really it's it's just been interesting kind of navigating and you know you're not getting all the information especially like the fdic and like what they're saying they're doing and mm -hmm. like biden and what he's saying what they're going to do to bail out and who's getting bailed out and what they're portraying it as, what it really is. There's just a, yeah. there's a lot going on with it. So did your friend, was your friend able to explain to you in layman's terms how it affects, a you know, people like us, a typical yeah, well, citizen, or should we even care? Does it even really affect it, us? Well, sort of, sort of, um, because there's, what do they call it, like the chain reaction sure. of it, right? And because it's not, because it's not a, you know, Wells Fargo, Chase, mm -hmm. Um, Bank of America type of institution, uh, the smaller banks are like were like whoa, whoa, whoa and stocks plummeted. Yeah, so it was really it was really tough on those banks, um, but it's it was like to the benefit of the larger banks, right. right? Because now as a as a consumer, we're looking at it like, okay, the smaller banks are going to fail. I've got to make sure yeah. that. Do I want to I'm be, putting yeah, my put deposits my because the big thing right here is deposits, right? right. That's what you got to remember. Right. Is because what they did is they took their assets and they did not invest them into the right bonds, into the right, into the right type of, and I'm going to throw up air quotes, insurance, yeah. and I'm not real smart, but they put money in bad places. Yeah. So that, and they were affected when it came time where they couldn't sell assets. They couldn't, they couldn't recover what, and they didn't have enough deposits yeah. to cover what. Yeah, my understanding was they 
they catered to the tech world, which uh-huh. has cratered yeah. the last year and a half. Yeah. And so a lot of their investments were in the tech world and obviously not doing well. And so yes. when people go to pull their money out, there's no money there to pull because right. the investments are. That's right. And again, I'm, I'm a moron. I don't know, understand it all. It's, it's weird because you're living in two different worlds. You go, you go on Twitter or the news and it's the world's ending. Totally. Every, you know, it's not information that they're portraying to you. It's, it's doomsday. Yeah. But then you live, like I go about my day and my business, I haven't noticed no. any issues. No, and, and I, don't, I don't think, I think especially as you're, as you're looking at it right now, and one of the things I was listening to today uh, that came out late last week, right, is there is the government – um, uh, bailout of this, right? And yeah. they're, you know, they're re, they're giving money back to the shareholders mm-hmm. of this bank. And um, the problem is, is that the shareholders of this bank had an average of two hundred fifty thousand dollars or more in the bank account. Right. So this isn't like your everyday like because there were businesses, right? Businesses, yeah. right, right. So it was more, it was geared more towards the commercial side, and so it's totally different, right? Where like a, a, the typical FDIC insurance process would have worked, but the government has stepped in and given more bailout, mm-hmm. I think in fear of like, hey, we're going to solve this, we're going to fix this so that it doesn't turn into a bigger issue. But again, now you've just got very wealthy people that, that are getting their money back yeah. as opposed to back in 2008, the financial crash then when they're only reimbursing 10% right. of what was lost. Yeah. So again, there's a, there's all sorts of stuff, and there's a bunch of bad information out there. I don't have all the information, so take what I say with yeah. a grain of salt no, it, because it's, it's all secondhand from well, what this I've is got. How we, this is how we share information. Right. right. <laughs> I heard from a buddy that heard from a buddy. Yeah. But, but now with Twitter, that's the weird thing. The last yeah. 20 years, information sharing has changed so much. Totally. You know, if this happened 20 years ago, it would be like it would be yes. this exact exchange. Yes. Hey, my buddy's in the financial. He said yes. this. Yeah. Now you can go on Twitter, but. Unfortunately, even people on Twitter or wherever social media, they're uh-huh. trying to get clicks too. Yeah. It's not they're they're yeah. not incentivized to ex- just give you information only and be done with it. Right. So that's it's parsing through. Does he? Yeah. Does your buddy foresee this being like a you know another? Because again, I, no, you, you go on Twitter. It's, this is 2008 all over again. Yeah. You, you go in the real world. It's like no, everybody's just. Everybody's I don't think fine. so. I don't think so. This yeah. is yeah. Again, when you when you are a, a financial institution. And every financial institution kind of has their niches, like especially the smaller banks, right? Some are like heavily into real estate. Some are heavily into uh, like venture capital. Some are in just commercial lending. So, I mean, there's all sectors and you have your niche, but you still have to be diversified just for this case. And in this instance, they were not. And especially as they're reinvesting the deposits and buying, you know, again, throwing up air quotes, insurance, right? to make sure that that money stays there is they did not diversify and they were, they were ultimately so moral of the story is don't start a tech company and put it with the California bank <laughs> with the California bank. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's yeah. my, okay. That's my takeaway. There you go. That's it. That's Perfect. all I need to know. Yeah. yeah. Right. There's plenty, plenty of great banks in Texas. <laughs> you can invest in. Appreciate that. Uh, Mike Rowe. Do you know Mike Rowe? Yeah. Dirty, Dirty jobs. jobs. Yeah. Man of all men. Yeah. Good dude. Seems like a good dude. Uh, he made the news. Saw an interesting article. Over the weekend, the title of the article was, quote, the most chilling metric of all, end quote. Micro warns that 7 million American men are done looking for work and have punched out and why that's a serious problem. Crazy, huh? I'll read a couple of highlights from the article. Uh, and this is from Yahoo News if you want to go check it out yourself. Uh, it says, men have steadily clocked, 
Men have been steadily clocking out of the American workforce since pre-pandemic times, even now despite there being millions of job openings in an uncertain economic climate. While the U.S. labor market remains incredibly tight, around 7 million, quote, prime-age men between the ages of 25 and 54 are reportedly sitting it out. Quote, they are affirmatively not looking for work. They've punched out. They're done, TV host Mike Rowe said on the Brian Kilmeade Show, citing research from economist Nick Eberstadt. Eberstadt says a vast majority of these prime-age men spend around 2,000 hours a year on screens, do little housework, and don't spend time volunteering. thought that was an interesting little interesting. call-out. Uh, two more sentences here. Rowe calls the decline in male participation in the workforce, quote, the most chilling metric of all since it's an indication of what's to come. And then lastly, the U.S. labor shortage will probably have to be solved by some combination of immigration, automation, and or recession, writes Eberstadt in an op-ed for the Washington Post. Interesting. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, I, I think that's when you read that headline and when you even read those, right, the highlights, I don't think you're getting the whole story. Yeah. Uh, I think For what, sure not. I think what the pandemic has shown is is a either a shift to entrepreneurship or a shift to just focusing on building your own family business. Mm -hmm. So whether it be real estate, whether it be like direct to consumer marketing, I have multiple friends that like stepped away from the workforce to start a small company with, with their wife and have grown that. Yeah. So I don't think that accounts for everybody. Do I think that it's half of 7 million? No. Do I think it's 10% of 7 million? No. But I do think that there is a portion of that population that they talk about that they're doing something for themselves, like yeah. rental properties on the commercial, Airbnbs. I mean, look at these businesses that have exploded, and there's a ton of new people in that space as opposed to their 9 to 5. Right. right? I think what people learned over the pandemic is, hey, I like the freedom. I'm controlling my own day. I want to work for myself. Yeah. So I think you see a lot more ind independently um, – well, independent contractors or, um, uh, you know, work for themselves type yeah. type of jobs out yeah. there. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, what stuck out to me was the part says a vast majority of these prime age men spend around two thousand hours two thousand hours a year on screens, do little housework, and don't spend time volunteering. That's what stuck out to me. Which. Uh, again, I, I don't know where where he's necessarily pulling that statistic. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I mean, I'm I not wonder how they. Yeah, how do you how do you gauge how do yeah. you survey that? Yeah, I'm not going to go all in and just go off on people, but I mean, it's like we talked about last week, and and we've been talking about kind of a common theme: this narcissistic mm -hmm. culture that you bring up that doesn't highlight the importance of serving others and and community yep. mindset. Yep. Of course, you're going to have these issues. Now, yeah. again, there's a percentage that are doing what exactly what you said. They're starting their own businesses. They're great. But, but, but there's also a percentage that yeah. are just lost. They're not sure what their purpose is. The problem they're, is, is it, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't account for, okay, well, I mean, how are these people making money? Like, you yeah. have to make money. Well, it, mentioned, it mentioned in there a lot of them are living off of uh, or were living off of the government aid that came in. But I don't know how long that lasts or okay, look, that whole process. Let, let's put it all in perspective. Like, yeah. let's just say you are on an unemployment. Like, that time's out. You time yeah. out there. Right. Okay, let's just say you got the government assistance. Okay, you maybe made a total of like fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 over the entire period if you took advantage of everything. Right. Okay. Where does that get you? 
you can't just like retire on no on that. No, so that that's where fast. I'm like confused at where they're saying like, yeah, what are these people doing? What are these seven million people doing? If that's what I'm saying, <laughs> I, 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 like, it doesn't make sense. I mean, a portion of them, I'm sure, maybe hit early retirement. You talk about yeah. 25, to 54. 25 to 54. So maybe some some of them have done well, and you know, hey, look, I'm doing. I'm going to retire. I've got enough. I got my years in. Um, you know, whether I was a police officer or a firefighter, you know, I got my, you know, 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now I'm going to do my own deal and I'm going to, or I'm going to live off my investments or my retirement account or whatever it is. Like there's all sorts of stuff that's unaccounted for in that. I think that's, I, I, I like Mike Rowe and that's like his world, like the dirty jobs. Right. Mm-hmm. And he wants to call it out. And I do agree with that. The trend is that men are lazier than they ever have been for sure. I, I don't disagree with that, but this is a somewhat of a misleading article, yeah. in my opinion. Well, it's it's fear porn. It's yeah, you know, fear mongering, all that good stuff. Hundred percent for sure. Hundred percent. So, do you do think that that mentality has changed over yeah. time, and and we do have a different workforce out yeah. there? Yeah, I, I think we're a selfish workforce, like yeah. like what you said, right? Like the the volunteering aspect. I don't know how accurate that is. Um, I would say we had a a, a serious problem with that prior to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm sure it has gotten worse, but everything is about what makes me happy. There's no, there's no loyalty to companies, employers. Um, it's what makes me happy, who pays me the most. Mm -hmm. Um, how can I spend the least amount of time working to get the most amount of money? Well, that's the irony that we always talk about is the joy you find Uh, from (laughs) finding a purpose in service of others. Yep. And hopefully that's through your job, but if it's not outside of your job and it's just, it's it, it seems counterintuitive. Oh, I have to go give up my time yeah. to actually feel this joy you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, it feels like that doesn't make sense. Uh huh. But it's so <sighs> true. Again, I've said this before. I could spend my entire week at home if I wanted to and not see a single soul. Yep. To do the job that I do. Yep. It's very possible because all I really need is a is a computer and internet connection. Yep. To do what I do. Yep. And so I'm seeking, and you know, maybe it does provide a certain income that I like, but. If I just did that, of course I'm gonna be I'm gonna be missing something because I'm missing out on that community. Yeah, and that purpose of you know as a team and, and driving towards the same a similar goal. And it's, it's like again on paper it doesn't make sense. I've got to give more of myself to feel better. Yeah, that doesn't make sense, but yeah. it's so true. Man, there is so much power in just purpose and and understanding that you are making an impact in someone else's life and not expecting something in return. Mm-hmm. There's just an energy that comes with that. And an, until you experience, until you explore that feeling, it sounds weird. It sounds yeah. odd. It sounds abstract, but I'm telling you just please, yeah. like if you've listened to the show, like I, I, I hope that you think that we give authentic, honest perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it's, it truly is like something that I want, I want to need to desire to do more of that, Yeah. but just the limited amount that I have in my past, like those are the times that I feel the most energy, the most fulfilled and like, feel like, okay, I'm here for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm just, uh, this is where I'm at right now is I, I feel very selfish with my time mm-hmm. and I felt this way for a good part of the last year, probably. And just life feels weird. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. And again, I, I got priorities and things that I, that I got to take care of, but I'm not 
out seeking other than, you know, my, you know, kids sports and coaching and helping yeah. with that. But yeah. when I'm out there for that hour of the week, that's when I feel best. Yeah. That's Which, feel, yeah, don't, don't discredit that know? time. Right. Right. Like, think about the eight other kids yeah. that you get to pour into. Right. Absolutely. Like that is, that is giving the giving of your time. Like if you, yeah, if you coach your kids or you uh, volunteer your kids school, like it doesn't have to be like, Hey, I'm going to go walk, you know, the downtown streets and hand out meals yeah. and, you know, stuff like that. Like you don't have to go build houses. Like, great. Those are all awesome things and highly encourage it. But serving doesn't mean this big grand, like, like service event, yeah. right? Like it's just every day in your community. That's right. And so my wife and I are actually signing up in the process of um, volunteering with the church, the local church high school class or like the youth group, I guess you would call it. And so, mm-hmm. I'm excited about that because, you know, we talk about, you know, what's the next generation doing and raising them up. And and this is a real tangible way to have a, have a positive impact on that. So I'm excited. I'm also excited just because it's been, I hate to admit, I mean, it's been almost 20 years since I was in high school, completely different, you know, life than what these kids are going through this year. That's crazy. And so I'm so, as as much as I hate to admit it, I'm very detached from what a high schooler is going through right now. And I don't have any high schoolers yet. You know, none of my kids are that old. So mm. it'll be interesting to see what, you know, because they're living so differently. So different. Than what how we grew up. Yeah. You know, everything they do is documented. Everything, you know, everything they do is comparing, you know, what I have to, to other people. And we just didn't really have that. And we were the last generation that didn't have that, actually, mm-hmm. if you think about it. And so, again, I think not that's not why I signed up to do it is to, to feel get rid of this weird, like, feeling that I have, but yeah. it's, I am excited to, but be you've been searching Ben for a long time, right? You've been searching for like, all right, like, like I have these giftings. I have these abilities. Like, you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough that like my family is in a position that like we can give back and we can do things like, uh, I, you've been, it's been on your heart for a while. Yeah. And so like, it's great that like you're doing that and exploring it. And I would, I would argue that there's a number of people listening right here that have like are going through something similar. Yeah. So I would just encourage it. And there's plenty of things out there to do. And if you need suggestions, like reach out to us, like DM us on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) But we'll, we'll get you some, some great organizations, whether locally, whether nationally, internationally, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, You know, there's a ton of awesome opportunities, but really I would just encourage like in your local community, there's plenty of opportunities Mm -hmm. like staring right at you that you can take advantage of. Yeah. It's just taking my own medicine, which is, you know, like I said earlier, I'm so busy. I got so much going on. It's how do I fit more time to give to other people? Whenever I feel like I'm already stretched so thin. Which is crazy, right? And so I just started at 75 Hard again today. Oh, nice. I was not going to announce it. Cause I was just going to try to get through it quietly, but there's some <laughs> accountability here in this. But, um, one of the things that we've talked about multiple times is you don't realize how much time you actually have yeah. in a day, yeah. like schedule it, like block it, mm-hmm. like once a week, block an hour. Yeah. Like you have it. I promise Absolutely. you, no, you're right. I promise you, you can fit it in there. Like nobody is that busy that you can't block. I'm not going to say nobody. Um, it's very, very few people don't have an hour a week that they can share spending time with yeah, someone absolutely. that they can pour into. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. Uh, maybe we wrap it up with this. What, what's your, what's your feelings on the future? Are you optimistic, pessimistic, indif- indifferent about it? Like what's your, you know, 
it seems like every day there's a new story about something going wrong and you know you're hearing about you know how bad everything is yeah what, what's your honestly man i'm i'm i'm, I'm kind of caught been, in the middle you've been removed from social media now yeah for, for three four weeks yeah so and i imagine you're not sitting down watching the local news so uh-uh. you're removed from the negative well i, I do listen to a podcast that's uh like current news stuff okay I think you told me about it. Was it Breaking Points? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. What, do you, what do you think about it? I like Pretty it. Pretty good, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. No, no, no. Because they're not super doom and gloom. They're yeah. Just, they're, it is what it is. They're as middle down the fairway yep. as far as delivering information. Yeah, and be. so listen, I was actually listening to that on the way over here, and one of the things they talked about was Snapchat releasing AI mm-hmm. um, into their platform. And someone did a test, and it was they pretended to be a 13-year-old girl and asked some questions. Well, apparently this AI sent information, this AI platform sent information to this 13-year-old girl, the supposed 13-year-old girl, that on how to um, lie to her parents, meet up with a 31-year-old, and how the right way to lose her virginity on her 13th birthday Jeez. with the addition of music and candles. Jeez. So there, so. Well, I say that I say that because so there's you're pessimistic cer- about there's, the no 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 I think that there's 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 things that are out there right now that are scary that are very scary the speed at which AI is progressing mm-hmm. is scary yeah um and then but then on the other side of it right there's the optimist where I'm like there's a ton of opportunity out there mm-hmm. like I really do like you talk about seven million like able and willing men on the sidelines, like there's opportunity out there. Like you can distinguish yourself by having half of a work ethic, half discipline, half morals. I mean, the bar is so much lower than it used to be to be like a very, very successful person. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's opportunity. Like I think as parents, we should also look at it with, and I've said this multiple times, you should have a lot of optimism if you raise your children right and you pour into them and, and invest in them, uh, like in their confidence, in their skills, in their empathy, and all these these traits that we have such a lack of, your kids can crush it. Yeah. So I, I just again, I, there's a lot of like things that I'm I'm fearful because I'm I'm somewhat in the camp of like doomsday prepper. Yeah. Like I I see things that I'm like. It could fall apart in an instant, mm. but there's also some excitement about that because yeah. I know that there's a bunch of like ready for highly <laughs> like incapable people out there. Yeah. And so I don't know. There's, there's a, there's a lot. It's just a crazy time that we're in. Yeah. All, all I'm saying is, is everybody better get your affairs in order. And I'm, and I'm talking mostly spiritually, get your affairs in order because I, I don't know when this thing's coming crashing down, but it will. Um, but make sure that, Make sure you've got eternity planned for, and not just uh, not just the next uh, fiscal year. Yeah, yeah. The the doomsday sky is falling side of me is fearful. There is some things happening that I'm like, this, this has never happened before. A lot of this stuff, but at the same time, the logical brain says every generation has probably every, felt yes, this way. Think yes. about just well, a dumb think, example. Like, Back well, in the day when like TV first came out yeah. and when radio first, they were probably yeah. thinking the same, this is going to ruin, you know, society and, uh-huh. and we're all going to, now, now you could argue maybe that was <laughs> the start of it. Man, but, that's a good point. But I think it's I'm, a lot I'm, slower than I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure every society has thought 
The end is near. Yeah, and we haven't lived through, like we were talking about it um, yesterday with my kids, and I was blown away, by the way, that like my kids are actually paying attention to some of this stuff because they still pray every single night for Ukraine. <laughs> and like my wife and I like look at each other and like, y'all could let it go. Like it's not in the news anymore. But like they're still, yeah. right? They're still in conflict. But this is that generation, that younger generation, that's all they know, yeah. right? Like this, especially the younger kids, like our kids. Um, you know, some of the kids may remember a little bit of like the 9-11 post like the Afghanistan war, like all that. But like none of us have lived in a World War One or World War Two yeah. or Civil War. Like my kids were talking about Civil War and like how, you know, how deadly that was. Well, it seems like we're above all that. On, on there's a, there's ways, an arrogance right? to that. Yeah. There's an arrogance like to that. Hundred like, percent. We don't fight each other. That's, Bro, that's we are so, so old school. We are so unstable as a culture, unstable as a culture. That like, who knows? Mm. I mean, again, I don't think we have enough courage. <laughs> I mean, call it like you see. I don't think we have enough courage as Americans to actually engage in a physical in a physical fight. But. um I just uh, I think there's still enough good Americans that are that are courageous. Well, but, like what we saying, though, but what I'm saying though is is someone has to instigate it, right? Yeah. And and right now the perspective is that the the left-wing pol politicians, right, that are pushing agendas are trying to take away our freedoms to try to do this and then the right-wings are going to stand up and they're going to fight, right? I don't see I don't see the left wing side being courageous enough to really physically go and do anything. Like they're talking about taking away guns. Let me see you guys actually come take away guns. Are you actually going to do that? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think that that's. I think it's all a joke. I think it every, all is too. Every, it, both again, sides, it's, it's all a joke. It's, it's all just it's pandering and, and agreed. That's talking what I'm to your base and that's what I'm saying. What, what's going to make everybody cheer for me and yeah. vote for me? It's the it's tough like, kid at school that wants yeah. to talk a lot of crap yeah. until someone says, "Okay, meet me after school at three o'clock. Let's see if you show up." Yeah, I don't think I don't think that there's enough people that'll show up at three o'clock after yeah. school. Yeah, I think I'm I'm optimistic, but I do think we're gonna have to go go through some growing pains. Mm -hmm. I think the reason I'm optimistic is because when we talk about this, is any time you grow from something, it's because you're challenged. Hundred percent. And I think we're going through that time of challenge right now. Everything's been good for so long. Uh, we're finally I qualify getting, this as a challenge. Well, yet. it's not. It, it's it's a challenge that we're at each other's throats. And again, yeah. maybe not as much. I as think in it the gets Civil worse War, before it gets better. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I, but I think at the ultimately, at the end, right. I'm optimistic. Where yes, yes, go. agreed. Yeah, yeah. I do think we're going to have some growing pains and go through some rough stuff. But it does seem like people are waking up to the realities of the situations, the things yeah. that we've let slide for so long. Now, yeah. can we do anything about it? I don't know. Yeah. Can we really do anything about politicians continuing to take advantage of us? I don't know because at the end of the day, I'm going to worry about my family and what. Yeah. Affects me day to day and, yeah. and not what's going on in, in, in Washington, D.C. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe we're aware, but are we really going to do anything about it? Probably not. Yeah. Uh, but it I does think, seem I, like I do we think, are more I think aware. we will. I think that, I think that we'll see a, a, a better turnout on voting. And I think actually, the problem is I just don't know if we have enough people that are willing to step up to be a politician. Well, it, I've heard this, this said before. The people that you want... Not to interested. step up are not interested yeah. because they're sane human beings. They yes. don't want that smoke. Yes, exactly. It's the people that want it that you're worried about yes. that you're having to vote yeah. for. Yeah. And it's the people that are turning this into a career and how can I make millions of dollars at the end of this and not yeah. for public service. That's yeah. the that's the catch-22 we're in. That's right. The people you want to do it, 
they don't want to do it. Yeah. And it's totally understandable why. Yeah. The people that do want to do it, you don't want them doing it, but that's all you can really vote for. Right. So I don't know. I, don't, I, I certainly don't have the answer here on this couch of how sure. we get out of it. But I do think, again, the positive side is you go through a little bit of turbulence to ultimately come out. Yeah. It's, it's the spoiled kid analogy. You know, the kid that's been handed everything his whole life, never goes through any adversity. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's going to turn out to be a dickhead. But the kid that has to struggle a little bit and that goes through some stuff and understands what it's like to struggle, he comes out bigger, better, badder mm-hmm. than ever. And I think hopefully that's that's our kids' generation, I hope, mm-hmm. is that our generation's going through a little bit of a rough patch. Kids right now are going through a little bit of a rough patch, but the younger kids mm-hmm. can learn from that. I've been hearing from people, and, and again, there's experts out there that, that know this better than I do, but that this youngest generation mm-hmm. that we have right now is the most empathetic generation we've had. I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, or experience that at all but yeah maybe they go about it a little bit differently mm-hmm. and 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 maybe that's misguided the whole woke woke culture maybe misguided a little bit mm-hmm. but i think the empathy is there and i think understanding um a heart for others might the, yeah. there might be glimmers there you know what something. it's interesting uh i again i was listening to that uh breaking points and the lead singer for Pink Floyd, you heard the story? Mm-mm. So he had a show in Germany and he got canceled because he has made comments um, in support against, or uh, he's just made comments against Israel um, and who I believe he's Jewish, but Germany is telling him that he's anti-Semitic because his comments against Israel and apparently Israel and I, and this is me just now starting to catch up on like world news, but apparently Israel, right. Is, um, oppressing Philistines. Yeah. Yeah. Palestinians. Sorry. Palestinians. Palestinians, There's a whole Palestine. Yeah. Right. right. So there's, well, obviously, but the government is actually, so there's, there's, so now you have a huge number of of Jews around the world that are speaking out against Israel who are supporting their longtime enemy in the in the Palestinians. Right? And so this 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 holy war over the Holy Land has gone on for centuries and centuries and centuries. And now you see this level of empathy from Jews on like, no, 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 they have basic human rights too. We right. can't do this even to our enemies. So I agree with you. I do think that there is a level of empathy that has come to the forefront. I think it's misguided sometimes. It's sure. it sometimes it's guy guised as empathy and it's just ignorance right. sometimes. Yeah. Um but sure. but I do I do see that like at least there's an attempt. Yeah. It all comes back to how we raise our kids. That's I right. mean that's it, how every generation has been, but maybe yeah. now some more important than ever. Yeah. Of how do you take care of your home? And I think that's where it always leads to. That's right. Every time we, every, no matter the topic, that's what it ends up going back to. That's right. Is how are we? How are you leading your four kids? How am I leading my three? That's right. That's so exactly right. anyway, interesting. All right. Well, hope you guys enjoyed it. That was just kind of a hodgepodge of current events going on. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of what's on our minds going on lately. But uh, everything good on the home front. Everything's good, man. Yeah. Bam's good. Um, yeah, we're we're about to step into a busy season for sure. Spring and spring and summer are wild for us. We're actually right now in process. Um, you talk about serving. We're we're in process of planning a trip to Ghana. Oh, uh, with International Justice Mission. Wow, they've got some field offices trip. out there. Yeah, and we're looking at bringing Gia. 
So our 11-year-old. So we're just waiting for final approval that she can go. Yeah. Awesome. That's, uh, that's on the docket. And, I mean, we got family camp, and we got – yeah, we got a bunch, man. Yeah. We got a bunch yeah, coming Summer's going to be wild. That's yeah. awesome, though. I yeah. remember my first – trip like that i was probably about that age and oh, it's yeah? just an eye-opener oh my gosh it is an yeah. absolute game changer on your yeah. perspective yep which every not every kid will have the opportunity but every kid should agree have the opportunity to go to another country totally agree worst of the worst see what it's like mm-hmm. if not that at least go to the other side of town that's right that you're not used to yep and and go expose yourself to that and expose your kids to exits man, again. It is it is a sure. shift. There, you're going to hear a lot less <clears throat> complaining about not getting the iPhone that they want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if they if no you doubt. expose your kids to that, I promise. No doubt. Yeah. Speaking of iPhone, last thing uh, Rogan had on a guy a couple months back. I forget what the book's called. This guy wrote, but he goes to the Congo and exposes the what's the cobalt mines. Oh in yeah. The Congo. I'll send you the, the send, link send me the podcast. It's, I'd like to listen. And to that. Rogan mentions it multiple times. He said this is the heaviest podcast I've ever done Dang. because he talks about this guy has to sneak into these these cobalt mines mm-hmm. where these people are basically slaves. Mm-hmm. You've got women, teen, teenage women, with their babies strapped to their back, mining this cobalt, all so that we can have our iPhones and and yep. all this electronics. So <sighs> it's wild. Anyway, I'll, I'll send yeah, you please the link, send that to me. I'd love to check I'd that love out. To listen anyway. to that one. All right, guys, appreciate you. Hope you have a great rest of your uh, week, a great weekend, and we'll see you next week.